0: on this week's episode of ride the lightning the tesla unofficial podcast i got lucky enough to visit the tesla factory and get another look at the model 3 alpha prototype plus more details are revealed about model 3's premium features tesla loses a battle in texas and much more What's happening, friends? Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the unofficial Tesla Motors podcast, episode number 96 for June 4th, 2017. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and I just got back earlier this afternoon from the Tesla factory in Fremont, California, where I was lucky enough to participate in the VIP uh, extended factory tour plus Model 3 viewing plus Franz von Holzhausen Q&A. And uh, I had a, had a very good time. I really want to thank, before I get into it, I want to send a huge thank you out to Michael from Millbrae for bringing me along, uh, and uh, equally importantly, to all of you who, used, uh, who ordered a Tesla using Michael's code that enabled us to get the number of referrals such that we were invited to this event. So thank you all so much. Now, as I expected... There was absolutely no video or audio recording of any kind allowed. I did specifically ask one of the Tesla communications representatives, and uh, so I got clarity on it up front. So I I was very prepared for that, and I did warn you about that last week too. So I don't have any audio of Franz's Q&A with us, unfortunately, or uh, or any other sort of sound bites or or, uh, detailed impressions for you. Uh, but what I can tell you is there's a couple... Th- I mean, really, the, the two general observations that I wanted to share are these. Number one, it was really awesome to see how diverse the Tesla community is. It's not just all one group of people, like one sort of block of folks. It is people of every gender, ethnicity, age range, background. I mean, it was just a wonderful assortment of people all united by either the performance of the car or the uh, greenness of the car or the technology in the car. Everybody sort of, you can come at Tesla from so many different angles that you, you can't necessarily do, I think, from, from other cars that uh, I really think that's a big part of what makes the Tesla community so diverse. And it was just, I guess, you know, I don't get to see any of you and i guess you don't get to see me either but i i just you know not that i had the community stereotyped in any way i guess it was just nice to see that diversity just right in front of me and see how uh, eclectic uh, what a wonderful collection of of people the the tesla community is you know that these these cars really and this company really seems to connect with everyone it's like it's not just me like i'm, I'm not the only crazy person out here. You're all crazy about it too. And that's good. And that's fun. And, uh, the other thing, the other observation I wanted to relay that again, all I really can say from the, the event is if you do ever get the chance to take the factory tour, I highly recommend it. Now, all of you who are already owners can just do it. You, anytime you're in town, I mean, you do have to schedule it. And I, I'm told that they do book up pretty well in advance because they're, you know, it's not like they're running them nine to five every single day. But uh, if you are planning a trip to the Bay Area, I highly recommend contacting your uh, delivery specialist or your owner advisor, someone, uh, you know, one of your contacts on the Tesla side from when you purchased your car. And I think they can either route you to a phone number or I'm not sure if there's a website, but I really do recommend taking the tour Uh, it's, it's something to see. It's really interesting to see how the sausage gets made. And, and also you will never be in the presence of more Teslas in your entire life because the parking lot is overflowing with them. Whether they're employee cars, customer cars, uh, company cars, it's, you know, demo cars, test drive cars. It's really cool to see. I mean, you, if if you really, (laughs) if you happen to be here and you happen to be going to the Tesla factory and you are undecided on a, color be it an interior color or an exterior color. The factory is the place to come because all those colors, all those configurations are on display and not not on purpose. That's just there are just so many cars, so many Teslas at in Fremont at the factory that you can't help but find the one that you're curious about. All right, so let's move on to the week's Tesla news. First up, uh, I can tell you, that I had my very first Model 3 sighting in the wild uh, because of, you know, I, I say in the wild because I was so fortunate enough to attend the unveiling last year with the Alpha prototype, but this was my first release candidate seen with my own two eyes, and I was, it was in Palo Alto. I happened to be, we had a, it was last weekend, it was actually last Sunday, of course, right after I published the show, I had a, uh, a family function in Palo Alto, it was at a place not super far. It was off the same exit of the freeway that the Tesla's Deer Creek headquarters is, and so I just decided. Well, instead of you can basically kind of go one way or go the other, and the other way takes you past the Tesla headquarters. So I went that way, and as I turned from one street onto Deer Creek Boulevard, which is the street they're on. I saw a red a red shape turning into the Tesla headquarters parking lot and I thought and I said I said to my my wife in the car I, said, I think that's a Model 3 because it didn't have you know it had the Model 3 shape and it didn't have I didn't see the you know the chrome strip is probably the easiest way to tell from far away if you're looking at an S X or 3 cuz the S and the X have it and the 3 doesn't and sure enough, as I continued forward, uh, and then and got reached the, the the driveway effectively the turn in for Tesla headquarters. There, so there's a there's you turn in onto a Main Road, and then to the left and the right there are parking areas. And and the car had had pulled around, had like turned in and was coming back towards me, but it was in the parking lot. And I got a great great look at, at a multi coat red beautiful model three release candidate just from the front, just got a nice look at it as I as I sort of slowly went by. My wife said to me, and I said, That's it, that's a that's a red that's a model three for sure. And she said, Well, you're showing an awful lot of restraint right now. And I said, well and this is true, I mean it's I I can't imagine that Tesla would appreciate uh anyone, even though, you know, I'm a well-intentioned, just excited fan. I can't imagine that they would have been too thrilled with someone pulling into their private property and getting out of the car and trying to take pictures. I'm sure they would have just asked me to delete them, uh, or worse. Or <laughs> I don't, well, maybe not, or worse. But yeah, it was. Uh, I got to see it with my own two eyes, and boy, that it was a clean, multi coat red in the sun, and my goodness, it looked really, really sharp. So uh, it was a thrill to see that. And, uh, even though I, I, don't have any photographic proof, you'll have to take my word for it. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the, Model 3 wears multi-coat red very, very well. I mean, I liked it from the pictures that had, that had been posted in recent weeks, but seeing that multi-coat red on a Model 3 with my own two eyes was, was, uh, was really excellent. And by the way, shout out to the Tesla team, because this was not only a Sunday it was a Sunday on a holiday weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend last weekend. So shout out to the Tesla team who are clearly pulling seven-day work weeks to, to get this car out and get it into our hands and, and make it happen. So, uh, you know, that's. I think we don't think about that as often as maybe we should. Where, you know, these, these people uh, at Tesla are working so hard round the clock all week long to make that deadline, to get the car, you know, get a, get the car out and get it right in July because, you know, so much rests on this car and the success of it. And it's, it's gotta be right. You know, there, you can't have a, you know, I, I don't say this to pick on them, but you know, a Fisker Karma situation where the car comes out and it's, it's got critical bugs in it that just takes the wind completely out of its sails. Thankfully, Model S didn't have that. Model S launched very smoothly and Model 3 is, it's, as important or well, I don't know about more important because if, if S had, had had significant problems at launch, there'd be no Tesla today. I would not be doing a podcast about it right now, but I have to say, I mean, the model three launch going well is probably equally important to the success and health of Tesla. So to any Tesla employees listening Kudos to you, and a, a shout out to you. I appreciate you. The ride the lightning audience appreciates your efforts. As you, you know, you're probably not seeing your family too much these days, and you're not getting a lot of free time these days. We appreciate your efforts. Speaking of Model Three, I've got a follow up from last week, and of course, uh, you know, last week, as you'll recall, I went over the comparison sheet. That's so, sort of um, anti Model Three selling sheet that Tesla posted to its website after uh, Trevor Page from Model 3 Owners Club had gotten a hold of it and posted it up first. And, you know, it's, it's very much slanted in favor of, hey, please buy a Model S now, it's a great car. Model 3 is not really going to be as good, so if you're considering an S, please, please, please buy an S. And that sheet was updated, sh- of course, shortly after I published last week's show. So uh, they filled out the features category... Which I, record, I reported to you last week as blank because at the time I recorded, it was blank. So here's what's listed under Model 3's features category now: full self-driving capability, aluminum and steel body, coil suspension, optional glass roof, 18-inch or 19-inch wheels. So let's start. At the, let's start at the beginning here. A few interesting notes that I want to want to talk about here aluminum and steel body I presume this to mean aluminum skin with steel supports because you know again I, I think I've said this before on this podcast but I just think with Tesla's now vast experience with stamping aluminum body panels working with aluminum body panels yes I know it's pricier but I think the skin, the body panels of model three will be aluminum just as they are on the S and the X. But I think the rest of the, the frame, the rest of it is going to be a whole lot of steel because it's, it's, you know, it's so much cheaper than doing, uh, all, an all aluminum car from, you know, head, front to bottom, top to back. Pessimistically, it might mean maybe most of the body is steel, but maybe there's an aluminum hood. In fact, my my you know eleven year old Infiniti G35 that's you know that I'm trying to keep in, in as excellent a shape as possible. In fact, I washed it last weekend. It's say for an eleven year old car. I mean, I'm biased because I own it and I I like it. But yeah, for an eleven year old car, it still cleans up and looks looks pretty good for you know it's it's aged well I think. But anyway, uh. You know, but what I was going to say is my, my, my 11-year-old Infiniti has an aluminum hood as sort of just a little you know, weight reduction thing. So I wonder if that could be a route that Tesla goes, but uh, we'll see. I mean, it, that's going to be an interesting question. It, does it ultimately matter? No. But it's a curious thing to know just to, as a point of comparison between the Model 3 and the Model S. Uh, next, coil suspension. They list that. So that confirms what we already assumed, which is no smart air suspension at launch. Because, of course, this feature sheet is talking about launch options on this car, at least so far as we know. But there's two things here. Given that Elon Musk himself said last year that there would be smart air suspension, yes, I know things can change. But then you'll recall last week, our tipster had said that smart air suspension is happening for Model 3 as well. So, uh, given those things, I think the smart air suspension option is going to be made available either alongside all-wheel drive or maybe not until performance. And it might be paired with the performance version of the car. Now, th- th- this also gels with Elon's vow if that's how it goes, it gels with Elon's whole thing about adding new features over time to the Model 3, unlike with the X when, uh, you know, he's repeatedly expressed his remorse for cramming everything into the Model X right out of the gate. And also, Elon has literally said that the that the that introducing features slowly over time is the plan for Model 3. He has outright said that. So, I think we're seeing that with all-wheel drive coming on coming online later, performance after that. So why not something like the Smart Air Suspension as well? It makes a ton of sense. Next, the optional glass roof. So it looks like the metal body roof that Doug Field, the VP, uh, one of the VPs at Tesla, that was, uh, you'll recall, he was he gave me my test ride in the Model 3 last year, and, and I, you know, got a little bit of information out of him during that ride, which I had shared on the show at the time. He had, uh, the, the metal body roof that he had mentioned on that test drive appears to be back on the table now. Now, <laughs> I know it never technically left the table, but I, I'll tell you, I sure was convinced that the all-glass roof was going to be standard in order to make it, so much easier for the robots to get in and get into the interior of the cars and build the cars faster, you know, at at the worshiping at the altar of the almighty efficiency as, as Tesla manufacturing efficiency as Tesla is doing. So, uh, the other thing about this, I think it implies that a panoramic roof is not going to be available on the model three, at least right away. uh, I have to imagine it's going to be there sometime because again, I go back that same test ride that I had last year with Doug Field. He specifically mentioned it, and beside that, you know, even a, a thirty-five thousand dollar car like a Model Three, it would it would be odd for a thirty-five thousand dollar car to not have some sort of roof opening apparatus to have some sort of option for that. Now, personally, I'm. Pretty well convinced, pretty much sold. I'm like ninety percent there. I think I'm going with the all glass roof in my Model Three because it's just gonna be uh, like my my. There's a little bit of squeaking and rattling in my Infiniti's sunroof, and I know that's not necessarily the most fair comparison, but I have heard of some squeaks and rattles from Model S owners with panoramic roofs, particularly the earlier Model S's, and it's. I just don't think I would open it to use it enough. Like I'd I'd rather have just the whole picturesque all glass situation. But if you are set on a panoramic roof for your model three, you probably are looking at waiting at least a bit longer if, if it happens at all. Again, I think it, I think the panoramic roof will come to the model three. That is my, just my gut tells me that, but it's seemingly not happening right out of the gate. Finally, the wheels. So 18-inch wheels on the base Model 3, not a surprise at all. That's what we figured it was going to be. Especially after we knew that the Alpha, the Alpha prototypes were wearing 20-inch wheels, we thought, okay, well, probably 18s is the standard and 20 is the upgrade. However, 19-inches is confirmed as the larger wheel size. So just uh, just a one-inch difference, 18s and 19s. Uh, And that is a surprise, again, given that the prototypes all had 20s. This is disappointing to me. I know that a lot of you do not care because either for the quality of the roads in your state or snow or tire wear reasons or ride quality reasons, there are so many reasons to get the smaller wheel that has a larger tire sidewall. And I know I'm in the minority on this and that's okay. But I, you know, I, I'm lucky to live in a very temperate climate where I don't have to worry about snow. And I love the look of the larger wheel. I love the look of that turbine style wheel. I was really looking forward to the twenties and seeing the night, seeing them as 19s, they, I just don't think the proportions look quite as good on these release candidate model threes with the 19 inch turbines as the alpha prototypes did with the 20 inch uh, wheels. So I tried to ask Franz about this. So the way it ended up going, I think I mentioned this on last week's show. You had to, sub- we had to submit questions in writing for the Q a at the factory event today. He took a few of those that that were not about model 3. He an, he did not answer anything about model 3. They did open the floor to questions as well, and so I can't, all my questions were about model 3 along with I had one model Y question as a as a dark horse as well. But uh, they did, so that he he answered some pre-selected questions and then opened the floor. I had my hand raised the entire time, and sadly, I was not called upon. I mean, I, I wouldn't have got, I wanted to ask about this. This was actually, the wheel thing was at the top of my list of questions, along with some questions that you guys had submitted as well. But, uh, yeah, the 19, the 20s just look so good. The proportions look so great. My hope is that when the performance model rolls around, which I'm, Crossing my fingers, hoping maybe I can afford. I'm hoping maybe they'll introduce a 20-inch version uh, with the performance model because uh, it's not out of the question. My the, the the very Infiniti that I own that I mentioned earlier, the G35 Coupe, it had uh, a 17-inch and an 18-inch wheel when it, for the first few years of its release, and then. They added a 19 inch option. There, there were all three options there were 17, 18, and a 19 inch factory option for the Infiniti G35 coupe. So I'm hoping Tesla will do the same and have the 18, 19, and 20, should you desire it. And I really hope it ends up being the one, the exact turbine one from the Alpha prototype that has the, the carbon fiber uh, hub cover in the center. It just, oh, it looks. It looks so good, but uh, speaking of wheels, by the way, this isn't this isn't technically related to the uh, the Model Three versus Model S comparison sheet, but on this very subject of wheels, multiple Model Three release candidates were spotted at the factory this week sporting the Arrow wheels. You remember uh, that's the first time we've seen those. They were on the matte black prototype at the March 31st reveal event. Um, It is, I'll tell you, I had speculated recently, I think, on the podcast here, that they were probably not going to go into production due not only to the fact that we hadn't seen them on a single release candidate, but also since Tesla announced that the number of options, the you know, number of possible configurations on the Model 3 was going to be under a hundred possible configurations. So I thought, well, how could there possibly be three different wheel options when you're dealing with that small of a of a combination situation? But they and that's and this isn't to say that they will be available at launch, but uh, they're, they are the fact that they're being tested on release candidates uh, seems to indicate that they will go into production. Now, they also, just to the naked eye, it's impossible to know for sure right now, but they do appear to be 19 inch wheels as well, just like, uh, the turbines on the, on the model, uh, pardon me, the turbines on the, on the release candidates are, are 19s as well. So they, they appear to not be 20s the way they were on the Alpha prototype. So, uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the, the aero wheels, to be honest. I mean, if you, if you look up pictures of, of them on the release candidates, you get a decent look at, you know, at what they're looking like, but to each their own, of course, you know, that's wheels are a, one of the most subjective styling things you can have on a car. There's, there's a reason that the, there's an aftermarket wheel, uh, the the after aftermarket wheel market thrives, you know, because everybody's, everybody's welcome to put their own personal touch on a car. Everybody likes a different style of wheel. All right, let's move along here to the state of Texas. And unfortunately, a Texas bill that would have allowed direct sales of Teslas has failed. This word comes via Electrek. They say the bill died in the Texas State House and Senate after strong resistance from, who else, dealership lobbying efforts. Tesla issued a statement saying, quote, Once again, the legislature failed to act on Texans' demands for a 21st century car buying option, meaning the state will continue to fall behind and lose out on valuable economic development opportunities. We will continue to advocate for fair, common sense reforms that will allow Tesla to invest in Texas and provide consumers the same choices car buyers in nearly every other state enjoy, end quote. My take here, I think it will happen eventually. Eventually. While I I feel bad for current Texas-based Model Three reservation holders, you know all of you out there who are, and I know I've got a lot of listeners in Texas. My uh, the 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 data breaks down the number of listeners I have by state, which is pretty cool. In Texas, there's a lot of you out there, and I, I honestly I do feel bad for you because. You guys that have Model 3 reservations in Texas, you're just going to have a tougher time receiving your car and servicing your car. In fact, I I thank all of you that are going to be going through this, that are doing this, because your sheer numbers are going to be part of the reason that this battle is eventually won. When people continue to just... Uh, have to go to Oklahoma or you know an, another near, nearby state in order to get your car, and that that will continue to shine a light on the fact that, that Texas is not seeing you know as much of an economic impact as they should be and could be. It's you guys who are going to be enduring uh, a bit of an inconvenience with your Model Three delivery and and possibly you know the a bit of your Model Three ownership. You, you are uh, responsible for helping win this battle, I think, in, in time. And therefore, I just want to say I appreciate you because you're, you know, whether you know it or not, I think you are helping the cause by sticking with your reservation and following through with your Model 3 order. And I think just in general, not only uh, do I thank you guys, but I just think Model 3 in general is going to be the catalyst for Tesla to win that battle simply because of its sheer volume compared to the S and the X. I mean, the sales numbers in Texas are going to speak for themselves eventually. And as as I sort of alluded to, you know, a minute ago, that consumers are going to send a message to their elected representatives that they want to buy their vehicles directly through Tesla. In the state of Texas, that message will eventually be received some, you know, the loud it'll it'll get as loud as it needs to get. And it eventually will get heard. A couple more stories this week. First up, safety concerns at the Tesla factory have prompted a company wide email from Elon, which has been, of course, published online. Wanted to read it to you. It reads as follows. No words can express how much I care about your safety and well-being. It breaks my heart when someone is injured building cars and trying their best to make Tesla successful. Going forward, I've asked that every injury be reported directly to me without exception. I'm meeting with the safety team every week and would like to meet every injured person as soon as they are well so that I can understand from them exactly what we need to do to make it better. I will then go down to the production line and perform the same task that they perform. This is what all managers at Tesla should do as a matter of course. At Tesla, we lead from the front line, not from some safe and comfortable ivory tower. Managers must always put their team's safety above their own. Uh, This is just yet another reason why I adore Elon Musk, why I genuinely admire the man. Uh, Despite the fact that I've never met him, this is this is wonderful. I mean, Elon straight up saying, and and you know he's not kidding. He will go down the line and perform the task of the person that was injured. What other CEO does that? And I'm not looking to turn it into a competition, but it's just incredible that he's that he's going to be doing that. This, I mean, and again, you as I said, you know he's serious because this is a guy who who in the past has at times brought a sleeping bag to the production line. So he is serious. Uh, So good on Elon for taking direct, direct steps to improve the situation, the safety situation at the Tesla factory, rather than just paying lip service to the problem to his employees or, or to the media. So bravo Elon there. Finally this week, uh, the 90-kilowatt-hour battery pack on both the Model S and the Model X is being phased out because, of course, the 100-kilowatt-hour pack is here now. We expected this, uh, I think, what did I think, didn't I say, uh, what did I say, did I say like maybe a, within the quarter or something? And that that is uh, about what it is. I, June 8th is going to be your last day to order if you want to save that three thousand dollars in exchange for a bit less range, than you'll get on a one hundred kilowatt hour battery. Now I'll just I might as well throw the plug in here. If you are planning to buy a Tesla, a ninety whether it's a ninety kilowatt hour or not, uh, I would very much encourage you and be flattered and uh, be appreciate appreciative if you would use Jeff from California's referral code because Jeff is. Uh, By being my surrogate, as it will, he is getting me entry, uh, every new referral is an entry into the raffle for a P100D. So uh, the good news for you, though, forget about me, you get $1,000 off of your car. Oh, and by the way, free unlimited lifetime supercharging as part of this referral, too. So the code to put into your browser, it's a short link, just type in ts.la slash jeff two three one one that's jeff spelled J E F F so thousand bucks off for you as well as free unlimited lifetime supercharging for your car and any future S or X that you were to buy alrighty I will be right back uh, after the ad and the bumper to get to the ride the lightning hotline and guess what once again it is another stellar week of calls be right back after this. If you're like me and have a Tesla reservation, you'd probably love the chance to drive one around for more than just the short test drive that you can get from Tesla. Well, I've got a solution for you. Friend of the show, Joe Edgel actually rents out Model S and Model X Teslas for as long as you'd like. If you happen to be taking a trip to Washington DC or the Baltimore area, or if you want to drive one so badly you're willing to make a special trip, check out Joe's website, emotion.rentals. If you want, Joe will even deliver the car to you at the airport or your hotel. That's E-M-O-T-I-O-N dot rentals. Now back to the show. Time for the ride, the lightning hotline. It's your part of the show where we uh, play your questions, comments, discussion topics, and have a nice little back and forth. Uh, This is, I love this part of the show. So if you've got a question, comment, or discussion topic that uh, you'd like me to play on the show and and, uh, have a chat about, please give me a call. It's a toll-free number. You can call and just leave a message anytime. Try to keep it to a minute, minute and a half or so. That's uh, that's sort of ideal. That toll-free number that you can call or Skype is one 888 989 8752 that's 1-888-989-TSLA and if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday anniversary graduation or some other special occasion you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special the recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more and i remind you as well uh, if it's easier for you uh, you can also just record your voice, we'll record a voice uh, re- memo on your smartphone, and email me that file. The email address is teslapodcast at gmail.com. Let's start with our friend Mike from Charlottesville. Uh, he wants to, he's got a Model 3 sort of idea, I guess. Let's see uh, what we think of it. Mike, go ahead.
1: Hey, Ryan, it's Mike again from Charlottesville. Now, I just got done listening to episode 95. And you talked about the battery pack sizes being a 60-kilowatt-hour and a 75-kilowatt-hour. Now, if Tesla wants to maximize their profits when they release the Model 3, my thought and just a theory of mine would be that they every single car is a 75-kilowatt-hour battery pack, and they software-limited. So that would give everyone the option to one-day upgrade if they want, thus making Tesla more money. So, therefore, I know in the last episode you also said... <coughs> people that were you know first reservation holders and want the base model they wouldn't be able to get it because they'd have to wait longer now if everything's software limited then it wouldn't matter and everyone would get their cars in a timely fashion now i just wanted to see what you think i hope that as time passes everything with maggie is getting better um we're thinking about you and keep doing what you're doing thanks
0: Mike, thank you for the kind words i I'll, I'll be honest with you i mean i I still find myself crying a bit about Maggie, but it's definitely a lot less frequent than it was in the beginning, which you know as you'd expect it's 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 getting better, but i will I will never stop missing that dog i I will absolutely never stop missing her. I mean uh i I admit i've I've started to think a little bit about oh, when you know when might be a good time to look at getting another boxer. I mean, it won't be tomorrow but because, you know, I, I love dogs and I specifically love boxers and I, I love them so much that I just can't see myself not being a part of the boxer world. And I, I really want to do the therapy dog volunteering again. It was, it was so rewarding an experience for myself and for Maggie. And, and I think for, I think it's safe to say for the people we interacted with and visited with as well. And, and I'll tell you, it's, for me, it's, it's just weird to not have a dog. You know, you, I can't replace Maggie. I, don't, I won't pretend to ever try to do that. That's not how, it, how it's going to go. But, yeah, it's, it is odd to not. I'm just such a dog person, and Maggie was always by my side, whether it was uh, recording a podcast or just about any other activity. So, uh, you know, she, <laughs> Maggie gave my walks a purpose. Uh, she was She was a reason to be getting out, getting some exercise, and she was why I enjoyed it. You know, I love going out with her, so I do want that again. And you know, maybe it's gonna be a bit sooner than I thought. I have no no immediate plans, but I've, I've the thought has occurred to me, and uh, and so we'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, anyway, to answer your question, I think that in a perfect world, what you propose makes perfect sense. But two things I think get in the way of it, and in, in my opinion, first is and the big one. The sheer cost of it. I mean, yes, it's cheaper for Tesla to make one pack for all the cars, but they still have to pay for that extra 15 kilowatt hours of juice on every single car. And we're talking about super high volumes with the Model 3 compared to the S and the X. Second, if the 60s, the 60 kilowatt hour Model 3s, were just software limited 75s, then that would narrow the gap between 60 and 75, because you could just quote unquote 100% charge your, six, your, your 60 every single night versus a 90% charge on your 75 that you you need to do to you know maintain the the peak health of the battery. So therefore, I think that it would give people less incentive to buy the 75 in the first place. So, just my two cents, though. We'll see what happens in July. Next up is our friend DJ from Ohio. He is a Patreon producer. Thank you, DJ. He, uh, he's calling in from a 24-hour Model S test drive that he's doing. So, DJ, what have you got?
1: Hey, Ryan. DJ in lovely North Central Ohio here, calling you from my 24-hour test drive in a beautiful black 75 d Model S. I wanted to give you a a little tidbit uh, on something that the guy that was orientating me with the car mentioned. Uh, I know it was talked about with the whole, uh, you could go drag racing with a loaner car, and then somebody was disappointed when they found out it it cut off. Uh, At least in Ohio, the uh, salesperson noted to me that it's state law that I guess that the test drive car cannot go over 85 miles an hour. Uh, so that thought I'd call him with that little tidbit. At least it's something that the, uh, specialist told me. So keep going, keep going, do what you do and love the show. Thanks Ryan.
0: Bye. Well, thank you for the call DJ. That, that is interesting. And it, it sounds like a bit of an archaic law though. I guess, I guess I get where they're coming from. So good stuff from you as always. Larry from Los Angeles has got a, he's a P85D owner and he wanted to chime in on the P100D loaner vehicle situation that I was talking about a couple few shows ago. Larry, you're on the air.
2: Hey, Ryan. Larry from Los Angeles. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you for your efforts. I wanted to address the loaner vehicle uh, comments that were made a few episodes ago. I recently took my early batch P85D Insane in for service, and they gave me a P100D Ludacris as a loaner, black black with uh, 21-inch wheels, um, tan interior, my first try uh, driving Ludacris, my first try driving Hardware uh, auto- Autopilot Hardware V2. Uh, so my comparison is uh, the Ludacris speed was really exceptional I, it, was, it was significantly faster than the insane pd5d really appreciated that and then the hardware uh, autopilot hardware v2 the software version i was on was 8.1 rev 17.17.17 and it definitely felt a little bit ping-pongy within the lane it didn't hold the lane as my uh v1 autopilot software slash hardware did so I know Elon talked about uh there will be a new upgrade for V two and I you know hopefully that will improve it. Um the, the parallel parking worked quite well. I didn't try perpendicular parking. Um but it was a treat to get that loaner and I hope uh the service centers do more of that and offer the ludicrous model as a as a fleet as part of their fleet option. Um that was that was quite a thrill to have that. And I had it for a week. Uh, it was great. Um, and when I pulled it when i when I returned it, they actually said to me, "Oh yeah, we just sold this one, so I guess they 're going to cycle it out of the uh, uh, loaner loaner system, but it was uh, it was fun while it lasted. So I hope Tesla does more of that. I certainly enjoyed it, and i think uh, I think other owners would as well that 's it. Thanks for everything. Bye
0: well, Larry, it looks like you 're going to be seeing more of it per john mcneil 's comments on the last quarterly call about the loaner fleet. I'm glad you had fun, and I'm glad you did get to try Ludicrous. I I still have yet to experience it. I'm not complaining. I have had the the thrill of uh, of insane mode because I yeah I had the privilege. I reviewed the P85D uh, for IGN two years ago, but I would sure love to get my hands on the P100D sometime for you know ideally more than just a 10 minute test drive. But you never know. I, I it's. I can't even. The P eighty five D felt like you were being punched in the gut, but in a good way. Like it was just, your just guts get pinned to the back of the seat in the most sort of just happy, happy chemical releasing way of your in your body. Like just like a serotonin overflow. Just like oh wow, this is so good. I shaving another second off of that is oh man. I. Someday, I hopefully uh, I'll get the shot to to try it out. Danny from Seattle has an idea. He calls in with an idea about what maybe Tesla could do with those eight cameras that go around the car. In addition, what what they might be able to do with them, in addition to autopilot. So, Danny, take it away.
1: Hey, Ryan. Danny from Seattle. I just want to try this again. Um, the the cameras. So they talked about an online, you know, the, using for 360 view and being uploaded and you thought maybe for, um, accident reports, I was thinking about, what about security and vandalism protection. So if, uh, you're parked in the street and you get a hit and run, or if someone decides to uh, vandalize your car for whatever reason, and maybe those cameras can catch that in, uh, in action and help you, uh. Um, get justice. All right. Thanks. Love the show.
0: Yeah, Danny, I I would hope that any crime perpetrated against your car could be defended against using recordings of your Tesla's 360 degree view. And I'll tell you, I I thought you were going to suggest making the cameras accessible anytime using the car's app so that you could check on things like, you know, if you're parked, maybe you're street parked, uh, and you're having dinner somewhere and, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's like getting a little late, like nine, 10 o'clock and you want to just, maybe you want to take a lookout camera, you know, forward camera one or, or rear cameras or, or right or right hand passenger camera one. And you know, that would be kind of cool if you could, although I guess, I don't know, would that, <laughs> could that lead to like crazy privacy lawsuit situations? If you're, if your car is like a 360 degree camera that's Act that you can access at literally any time you want. I don't know, but how about that? I mean, I'm not saying you'd use it for any sort of malicious spying purpose, but it would be great to be able to check on your car anytime using app, you know, smartphone app access to any of the eight cameras. Next up, it's Jason from Newport Beach calling in from his Model S while uh, probably stuck in traffic on the 405, I'm guessing he's got a question about aging Model S's. Jason, take it away.
1: Hey, Ryan. Jason from Newport Beach calling. Uh, actually calling from my Model S on the 405 freeway while on autopilot. Thank you for your podcast. It's great. Wanted to talk to you or ask you about Model S's getting long in the tube. My two thousand fifteen pass is just over 45,000 miles I suspect that's on the higher end of the mileage range for similar model years. What can we reasonably expect to be the lifespan of this car? One mile in an ICE car is certainly more uh, a longer mile, a more difficult mile, than a mile in a Model S. Are these going to be 200,000-plus mile cars? I'm curious as to what you and other owners think. Thanks for the great podcast.
0: Bye. The good news here, Jason, is yes. The car is going to last as long as your battery is healthy. Is it going to lose a bit of range and, uh, pardon me, is it going to lose a bit of range with mileage and time? That's what I was trying to say. Yes, it is going to. But not a ton. I found a story online. I I did a little bit of research after your call to make sure I wasn't just talking, uh, out of school off the top of my head. I found a story about a 200,000-mile Model S, and this was from uh, like a year or two ago as well. And it is only it has only seen a six percent battery degradation. So that's pretty impressive for 200,000 miles. And so all all evidence suggests that these cars are going to continue to perform for quite a long time, of course, provided you take care of it like any other car, you know, you're going to make sure you're getting your battery pack checked, uh, at a, you know, semi-regular interval and make sure you're taking care of the rest of the car, the, you know, the suspension and, uh, and anything else just to keep it, keep everything operating at peak efficiency. Finally, this week, John from Indiana, uh, reacts to the caller from last week who was disappointed in those Model 3 specs from that, you know, as I we've been calling it, as I've been calling it, the anti-selling sheet. Well, not just me. Other people have, have labeled it that as well. But, yeah, he's a bit disappointed. So John from Indiana has a uh, has a reply to that. John, take it away.
3: Hey, Ryan, this is John from Indiana. I'm calling in regards to the uh, caller who sounded disappointed in the Model 3 options. Um In part, his comments referred to this doesn't compare, and I'm not quoting him, but this doesn't compare well with other $35,000 cars, et cetera, et cetera. And you made the same comment, the sort of comment in your response. Um, One thing that I think future Model 3 owners need to keep in mind is do not compare the Model 3 or any Tesla with a comparably priced car. The thing that you have to, at least that I had to do to to understand the price of a Tesla is adding the gasoline that you would have spent with that thirty-five thousand dollar ICE car. Add in the the maintenance costs, the oil changes, the fluid top offs, all this other stuff that you would have every three or five thousand miles with an ICE car. Add all of those expenses in. Now take that off of the price of the Tesla that you're buying because that's all included because you don't have to buy gas with your Tesla. You don't have to do 3,000-mile tune-ups with your Tesla. So knock those numbers off of that $35,000 number. Where do you end up? Now ask yourself, compared to a $28,000 car or a $25,000 car, whatever number comes up for you, compare that level of car with the Model 3. And I think you'll be making a more fair, proper comparison. Thanks, Ryan. Sorry for the long call. Love your show. Take care.
0: I see what you're getting at, John, but I, I respectfully disagree a bit. Let me explain myself here. In Elon's own words, though I admit I'm paraphrasing, an electric car, in this case a Tesla, needs to be obviously better than a comparable ICE in order to convince a buyer to take the plunge into electric. And while you're not at all wrong to look at it the way you do, I don't think the average car buyer can see it at the depth you're talking about. A Model 3, in my opinion, is going to be compared to a BMW 3 Series. I mean, Elon has been making that comparison himself for years. Hopefully, it's just going to be the launch Model 3 that's super minimalist with regard to options, and hopefully as all-wheel drive and performance and smart air suspension and other things come online, we'll forget all about this uh, sort of semi-frustrating period as reservation holders. Hopefully, you know we'll all be able to forget about this uh, before too long. When, when we'll hopefully we'll look back and go, oh yeah, that was just a a brief little window as they a little speed bump as they as Tesla got up to got up to uh, production volume on on Model Three. That is it for the ride the Lightning Hotline. Good stuff from all of you guys. I want to remind you too, the uh, for you Patreon backers who are at the ten dollar or higher level, the monthly bonus episode, all the extra awesome calls that I can't get to during the normal weekly show. I collect all those and do an extra show with those calls. So be sure to log into Patreon and take a listen to that if you're interested. And, uh, if you're, if you would like access to that, please check out the Patreon page where you can, uh, support the show at any, any level you like. Like I said, $10 gets you the access to that extra bonus episode a month. So the Patreons page again I would just be grateful if you'd take a look at and consider supporting my efforts here. A lot of a lot of time and energy goes into this show every week. It's patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. And again, please do call in. I love your calls. Uh, I am going to be, let's see, wait, next week's show. Yeah, so I'm here this week and then I'm gonna be in LA for E3 for a big video game convention after that. Show's still gonna happen. I'm gonna make sure I've, I've identified a, a brief window in my schedule where I can, I can uh, work super hard and, and make it happen. But uh, call in. Anyway, that's the point. Love your calls. Been getting a ton of them lately. I think it just adds a lot to the show. It's a toll-free number. Call or Skype one 989 8752 or record something on your smartphone and email me that file. The address is Tesla Podcast at gmail.com i'll come right back with a few parting thoughts for you and wrap things up right after this all right i mentioned the referral code i mentioned the uh the jeff referral code i mentioned the patreon let me go ahead and thank the patreon producers real quick the kind souls that are pledging at their supporting me at the $20 or higher level. That is, uh, it's everybody, oh, let me read from the back this time. We've got David vakiel we've got John Lasher, Vince Vaughn, Kyle Stover, Robert Maracle, John E. Ford, Michael Lester, Matthew Para, Logan Willis, Michael Opray, Lisa Kaz, David Kittle, Alexi Heft, Michael Lucas, Scott Gillis, John Waltauer, Jonathan Wales, David Brander, ZL Klein, George Cassiopo, Wolfgang Obergen, Pete White, DJ Harbaugh, Paul Hussey, and Jeff Bartram. Thank you all so much. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Again, the show email address is Teslapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Abstract Ocean, I gotta mention them as well, because again, they're uh, they're kind enough to keep that coupon code going for listeners of this show. It's our own little secret. We get get yourself some Tesla accessories for your Tesla or for yourself, uh, such as the Model X or S silicone key fob pockets. The lanyards are a big seller, I'm told, as well, from the Abstract Ocean folks. So again, the coupon code for listeners of this show to get 20% off of your order is RTL Podcast, as all one word. Enter that code at checkout. Uh, I want to thank everybody, by the way, I know there were there were a number of you that that, that uh, came up and said hello to me at the at the uh, factory tour and Franz Q and A. That was that was really awesome because as I said at the top of the show, I don't get to see any of you, and like I said, you you don't really get to see me either. <laughs> hence hence a podcast, but it's great. It was great to put you know to to actually meet some some of you. Uh, it's just an absolute thrill. Uh, everybody I met was a, a total sweetheart, super nice. Just uh, really appreciate the face to face is always great, too, where, where it's, it's nice for me to be able to say thank you to, to your face for giving me that 45 minutes hour or a little bit more of your week every single week for this podcast. I do. Again, I value that I take that very seriously, that I, I treat that as a responsibility and I try not to waste any of your time. So uh, great meeting all of you. And I hope to meet more of you at future events uh, and and just, future, just in the future. I hope to meet many, many more of you. Uh, if you're not already subscribing to the podcast, I would love it if you would do that because then it just downloads right to you and you don't have to manually seek it out. So you can subscribe on pretty much all the major podcast services, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, which by the way, TuneIn's in the Tesla. So if you're if you're a Tesla owner, you can access this podcast directly in your car. Uh, so just ser- search it out uh, that way. That's uh, probably the easiest way. Or the, you, if, you're, if you're a uh, person who likes RSS feeds or, or individual MP3 downloads, you can get either of those at my the hosting site for the podcast, which is i b s y n Dot com. And I think that pretty well wraps it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, iTunes reviews are always helpful too. If you enjoy the show, leave a review on there that, that helps with the old iTunes algorithm helps uh, bubble the show up. But anyway, uh, thank you all so much. I had a really fun Tesla week. In fact, I think I don't want to speak out of school until I know for sure, but I think I'll have another fun Tesla related story for you next week. I just want to, before I, I don't want to, I want to clear it with the person before making, I want to make sure I'm allowed to tell the story. But uh, anyway, should have hopefully be able to talk about that next week. And otherwise it's almost guaranteed that there's going to be plenty more Tesla news to talk about. In fact, I believe the shareholders meeting is this week. So uh, we should I should be able to hopefully get some good Elon clips for that. So it should be a good show next week. Hopefully they're all hopefully all the shows are at least are at least halfway decent. I hope I hope you think so. Uh, anyway, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Thank you all so much. Happy electric motoring, and I will see you next week.